We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve perich joined as always by dusty evely sarah kelleher guys football is freaking back and i don't think Ooh. we can be more excited right now we are gonna actually break down the packers and their opponent this week, the Vikings, like it's so exciting. We've we're literally it's Tuesday night when we're recording this. We are two days away from actual football being on the TV. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Um, and then Sunday the Packers are playing, so I'm super excited. Dusty, how are you doing, bud? There's something about the the three preseason games and then a break that it doesn't quite feel real. It doesn't feel like we're back. And we had college football last weekend. The leaves are starting to fall. But I still, I don't know. There's something with that third preseason game in the break. It doesn't feel real, even though we're talking about it. I know I'm going to feel differently on Sunday. But, yeah, dude, I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped to be here talking about an actual Packers football game that actually matters after an entire offseason of Devontae's gone. How's this going to look? How's this going to look? All these new pieces. We finally get to see what that looks like on Sunday, and that's super exciting. So, yeah, I'm I'm hyped, dude. Nice. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, I mean, everything you guys already said, this is what we've been waiting for. I mean, week after week, all summer and all spring, it feels like we've just been saying, oh, we can't wait until we get to September and we can finally talk about real football and have games to preview. So it's just such a good feeling every season when we get to this point. Um, And it truly feels like everything's starting to come together. You know, fall and winter are always my favorite times of the year. And like Jesse said, we had college football last weekend. I changed my calendar to September, started bringing out the fall decorations a little bit, but it still felt like something was missing. And I know that that missing piece will feel complete on Sunday when it's 325 Lambo time, 425 my time, and I'm clicking on the TV and the Packers are on my screen. Yeah, that's a good. Friend. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit weird, you know. No, uh, no Buck, no Aikman, but uh, it's, the Packers are officially like the game of the week, so they've got that three twenty five slot. And uh, Dusty, who it's it's Burkhart, Olson, Andrews, and Rinaldi. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Burkhart. Yeah, the uh, the the new Fox A team. That's the new A. So Packers right away get the A team. Um, but we'll just run through some news and notes before we get going into um, what like the Packers offense versus the Vikings defense. So today they they announced the, I don't know, announced, but they released an unofficial depth chart. Sarah, did you get a chance to see it? Did you have some reactions to what it was? Like, where was your take biggest takeaway from it? What were your thoughts? Yeah, so I had a chance to see it, obviously, and it, it's pretty standard. It's pretty much what I thought it would be. You know, obviously, David Bakhtiari and Elgin Jenkins are listed at, at starting left tackle and starting right guard. Uh, TBD, if they will start on se- in Sunday's game. Um, so, you know, no surprise there. But, you know, will it actually happen? Who knows? And same now, apparently, with Lazard. And, you know, we just cross our fingers and hope and pray that they're all good to go and at least can play most of the game. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I was excited to see, you know, Quay Walker. I know Steve, I don't want to steal your thunder, but um, 
he other people are allowed to Sharpen. talk about Quay Walker. It's okay. I, I don't know. Are they? <laughs> I, I felt I felt like I almost had to whisper it. I was a little scared <laughs> to even bring it up. Um, but that is, you asked what stood out to me, and that was one where you know I'm looking through the list and I'm going, oh sweet, okay, that's what we want to see right away. Um, but other than that, you know, I see Randall Cobb is back for punt returns again with Mario Rogers, and that Romeo Dobbs is even on that list, which is interesting, but nothing too shocking for me. Yeah, I think the same for me. I think I'm trying not to get too excited about the tackle spots with with Jenkins and Bakhtiari. I know, I think Bakhtiari said earlier this week uh, that he was optimistic about playing, about starting week one. I think the team is looking forward to him, but it's still one of those. Man, I'm, I'll believe it when I see it. So to see to see those two guys holding out tackle spots is nice. Lazard's obviously in wide receiver one, which we'll, we're going to talk about that. And we'll see how that goes. And yeah, I think um, I didn't see a large outcry. Granted, I was not on I was not on Twitter a ton today um, about the Amari Rogers uh, punt return, kick return. I know uh, he was. Um, I'm a big Amari Rogers guy. He was less than good in those spots uh, last year. So I think a lot of people are hoping for an upgrade. Uh, so the fact that he's still slotted as a number one, I know a lot of people kind of were upset about. Um, I feel like a lot of this stuff crystallized a little more, you know, once the game starts for sure, but also once the injury report and that stuff starts coming out. But uh, yeah, no, no real surprises there. I mean, I, I always kind of expected Amari to be that guy. And again, the tackle spots, tackle spots being what those are. I mean, they, they have to be there because those guys are active. Like you have to put those guys on there, even if they're not going to start. Um, so no, no big surprises. It's just, it's wishful thinking that those tackle spots is what we see week one. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. Nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary. We'll see when they, when they release things closer to the game. So, but you know, drop today. So that's obviously something we do need to talk about. Now, Packers are favored by one and a half uh, on the road. So clearly Vegas thinks that this is the better team than the Vikings, which I do enjoy hearing. Um, But Dusty, Sarah, I did want to talk. Alan Lazard, what are your gut feelings? Because Rappaport came out, said it's looking good for him to play. And now this is the Packers' number one wide receiver, quote unquote, I don't know who's their number one wide receiver, but Dusty, how are you feeling about Alan Lazard? Cause this kind of came out of the blue for us. Wasn't feeling great until I saw the Rappaport report. And it's still one of those. I still don't feel great about it. I think the, the initial report, which is, you know, why Rappaport said anything at all was on Monday for practice. Every single player that was active did at least some amount of practicing. Even Watson, who I think is questionable for week one, was out there doing some light work. And Alan Lazard was off to the side with a boot. They still have not said what it is. It's like an undisclosed foot slash leg injury. Uh, so I think the fact that, you know, maybe they're just being cautious. Who knows? The fact that Rappaport said, you know, the indication I got is that it's looking good. He's obviously got sources inside the organization, people talking. So I feel better about it than I did after report on Monday, but still. Not what you want to hear. I mean, like you said, Steve, it's it's wide receiver one. It's wide receiver one because they have to have a wide receiver one. He worked his way up. He's been there for a few years now. He's got Rogers was talking about his wide receiver one. I don't think he's going to produce like a wide receiver one. I don't think they expect him to. But still, that like that guy that you expect to go out there and be kind of not necessarily that focal point, but like a dude that's out there for the majority of those passing snaps that's not practicing the week of and is in a walking boot, like I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to feel too good about that. Even if he is out there, I can't imagine he's going to be out there for as many snaps as they kind of hoped, even like say two or three weeks ago at this point. But I kind of feel like he'll be out there if if somewhat limited, hopefully. Sarah, um, not on the Packers anymore, but there was a huge profile on Devonte Adams on ESPN, uh, and you were able to kind of take a look at it. You know, obviously it's a touchy subject for some Packers fans, but. Talk to talk to us. Like, what was in that article? Like, what did you read? What stood out to you? Yeah, I won't take up too much time because, like you said, he's not on the Packers anymore. But uh, it, it was a really cool profile. You know, if you're a Devontae Adams fan, which I know many of you are, I definitely recommend reading it. it talks a lot about his early career, his his childhood, and growing up, and a, a little more explanation of why he, you know, ultimately chose to look elsewhere and hopefully end up on the West coast um, and ask the Packers for a trade. So some good background there, but something that I thought was really interesting that is related to the Packers um, was that he found out about the trade through Twitter, um, which I don't really know how I feel about that. I don't love that. 
Uh, but according to the story, it says Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze, a former assistant with the Packers, texted Adams a screenshot of a tweet breaking the news of the trade, just as Heather Carr, Derek Carr's wife, texted um, Devontae Adams' wife the same news. And he said there were probably 100,000 people out there who knew I was on the Raiders before I did. Um, so that that makes me a little sad because – Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He did so much for the Packers. He's a record holder and will forever be a legend for the organization. And he finds out about the trade through Twitter. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, no, I don't like, like I, I, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Like I would, I would absolutely think that after the deal is actually complete and they've called the NFL offices to do so, that next call is made to Devontae Adams' agent or to Devontae Adams. Like, that's the level of respect that you should have for that type of player. And honestly, for any player. Like, that's that's the way it should be. And uh, I don't think that's the way it is in the league. And I think it sounds like from what Rodgers has been saying back in the day, like, this is the type of issue that had been going on in Green Bay for a long time. So, I don't know. I don't love it. Dusty, what about you? I honestly, I don't care. It does. It doesn't matter to me. Well, and part of it is because, you know, the, the inner workings of how front offices work and the different ways that news is leaked to the media and all of that. Like, we don't know if someone talked, you know, from uh, from the Packer side or from the Raider side that like the deal was imminent. Maybe the deal was not signed yet. Maybe the deal was close to sign. And someone within the Raiders organization said, hey, Adam Schefter, hey, guess what? This deal's done. And Devontae Adams is here. And then Adam Schefter, with his little robot fingers or whatever, goes out and tweets out, like, Devontae Adams' deal is done. Like, again, like, I don't – part of it is, like, I understand everything you said. I agree with everything you said, Steve. The the respect that you give the player – I mean, not just Devontae and what he's meant to the organization, not just what he meant to the city, but any player. That's done that. They deserve to find out before the masses find that out. I do fully yeah. believe that. But I also know there are people in all of these offices who, I, why they leak stuff, I still have no idea. They get kickbacks for this. I have no idea. But in every organization, there are people who talk to the media and then will leak this stuff to the media and will throw that stuff out there. And their timing isn't great. And so, again, I don't know if this was Packers side. I don't know if this was Raiders side. Um, and we're never going to know. And so I'm not going to lose any sleep over it that like what likely happened was this deal was imminent. Maybe it was just pressed to paper and then whatever got. I hang the fly on the wall. It's like I, I'm text. I'm got text Schefter that this thing's done. Um, so it could just be a timing thing from that. But I'm. It's one of those. I. I. It doesn't. The way the information is thrown out these days and 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 kind of made its way through through the rounds. Um, it, it's. I don't know. It's. It's not anything I'm losing sleep over. Okay. No, I mean I. I think that's fair. Like you. You legit don't know where this leak came from or whatever it was. But I feel like when it's Devonte Adams, especially like that's something that you want to. If you can go out of your way to make sure that's taken care of, but well, they didn't um, know. I mean, they knew it was on the table, right? I mean, that, and that's the other thing. Like Devonte wanted out. He said, "I'm yeah. not playing in Green Bay. I'm not coming back." They knew there was going to be a trade. To, I want to go to Vegas. He wanted to go to Vegas. They facilitated. It's not like they threw him under the bus and were like, "He doesn't want to play for us." Fine, here you <laughs> go, buddy. You're in Atlanta now. You're with the Falcons. Like they did all of this. They did by all accounts. They did right by him. Welcome to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Here you go, buddy. Guess what? You're on the Jets now. Look at you. Like it, it sounds like they did right by him. They did everything they're supposed to do. It doesn't sound like there's any bitterness if there was if there was bitterness and he felt thrown under the bus i think that's different but the fact that it went down the way it did this is just a small little piece that ultimately i think is just just kind of a blip yep just you know another interesting story before the actual season starts so we definitely need to talk about it but uh (laughs) all right guys week one we actually get to talk about real packers football so very exciting stuff um for the Pack a Day podcast, if there's anybody new that's listening, we all kind of have a schedule, everything through the the regular season, every single day of the week. And so the Wednesday crew, we talk about the Packers offense versus the defense that they are facing that week. So it's going to be a little bit up in the air um, just because this is a Vikings defense that is switching some things around. So what we always do is talk about one thing that we're looking for in the game. So I'm going to start with Sarah. She's going to go first. I'll hit second. And then you all know what Dusty does is is drop a whole crap ton of knowledge on everybody. So we'll start with Sarah first. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, couldn't be more excited to finally be doing this again. Um, so just for some background, you know, Vikings last year, they were the 30th overall defense in the league. In 2020, they were 27th overall. Historically, they've been decent um, on defense, but the last few years they've struggled a bit. You know, these stats explain that, and we've all seen the struggles, especially in the secondary. But they have a new defensive coordinator. Uh, for the first time since the 80s, they're going to be running a 3-4 scheme. So they're starting fresh, um, and I'm really interested to see how this works out and if they go back to kind of having that traditional strong defense that they've always been known for or that they've previously been known for in the NFC North. Um, also of note, yes, Zedaria Smith, former Packer, is there. So is Chanda Tolvin, um, which many people have forgotten about. Um, but he is there. So... The one thing that I'm looking for in this game is basically the battle in the air. So Packers have really thrived in this area before, specifically Aaron Rodgers. So last year they went one and one. They won 37 to 10 later in the year. Um, Rodgers threw for two touchdowns in that game. And then earlier in the year, they actually lost 34-31. But Rodgers threw for four touchdowns and was on fire. The Packers actually played pretty well until the end. It was defense that there were there were some blunders there. Um, but I'm curious how the battle in the air is going to work. Is Rodgers going to play really well again, throw a few touchdown passes? Um, you know, in the past, as I had mentioned, there's been issues with the Vikings secondary. Hard to tell, you know, are those issues going to be fixed overnight in week one of a new season? Probably not. Um, Chanted Sullivan will also be playing, as I mentioned, and the Packers know him, are familiar with him, know his strengths, know his weaknesses, so that might play to Green Bay's advantage too. And something else to just note is that the Packers wide receiver core it looks a lot different uh, than it did last year. So I'm just curious how that's going to work out. Who's going to be the one to step up and make big play? You know, We talked about Alan Lazard. Looks like he'll play, but most likely will be limited. So just really curious how you know the air or the battle in the air works out um, on both sides of the ball for this weekend. But that's my one thing, but there are many things that I'm excited about. I'm I'm sure both of you have some great insights as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the running back group. I I mean, you've got two guys that have admitted that they both want to be pro bowl running backs. And then Aaron Jones chimes in saying, but, we also want to play in the Super Bowl. So they don't actually want to go to the Super go to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> they want to be elected to the Pro Bowl and then go to the Super Bowl. So you love hearing that, but I just want to see like I feel like it's going to be a slight transition like the offense is going to look differently than it has in the past where they are going to focus a little bit more on the run game. They've if if Bakhtiari's back, if Jenkins is back, like Man, that's a stout offensive line, and even though they've got Z- Zadarius, even though they've got Daniel like Hunter, like it's a uh, it's a re- really good front for the Vikings. But I still think that they're going to focus on running the ball, 
And especially with Lazard potentially being banged up a little bit, man, I want to see what they're going to do because I know Matt LaFleur is going to get creative and I know Dusty's going to talk more about this. Most likely, you know, pony packages, all sorts of crazy, crazy things that they're going to do with two running backs on the field with DeGuara, with uh, with Mercedes, like all these kind of things. It's it's going to be really fun to watch, but I really want to see how creative this offense can get with these two high quality running backs. Yeah, I'm going to start off with uh, some numbers I found in the in the dope sheet, which if you're not looking at Packers.com, they do the dope sheet before every game and some some really, really cool stuff there. Uh, so <laughs> in 12 straight divisional games, Rodgers has posted a QB rating of 100 plus in those 12 games, 73 and percent completion percentage, 3,200 yards, 38 touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero interceptions, last 12 divisional games. Um so I'm curious. It's, I mean, it's kind of a mix because you know, Sarah mentioned the pass and Steve mentioned the run, and I'm, I'm excited to see both of them. Really, what I'm, what I'm looking forward to is, I mean, this feels like, hopefully, what we'll see, and we'll see without Lazard. Maybe that changes a little bit, but maybe the purest distillation of what Lafleur wants that offense to be. You know, we've seen, we've seen it with Devontae and kind of how that's been. Um, not necessarily altered, but how they operate in terms of of which read comes first and how they attack defenses because that changes when you have Devonte. This is just just pure scheme, man. It's it's a bunch of unknowns. You've got the running backs. You might not have Lazard. You've got Sammy Watkins. You've got Cobb. You've got Amari. You've got Dobbs. Like I think we're going to see some real creative stuff. And again, just just kind of how he wants the the, the offense to run. A lot of a lot of motion, a lot of misdirect. Um, the the pony package stuff Steve Steve mentioned. Um, and you and you do have to run for that. And so how they run, you know, they've got some. The Vikings have some stout guys in the middle, but they were also per DVOA they were 25th in the league against the run last year. Um, and they haven't done a ton to kind of shore up some of that middle that that they were susceptible against. Uh, you know, some of those same guys, but the Packers struggled against that. Uh, they struggled running. You know, they, that showed up against the Niners. And if you can't run, um, and the defense knows you can't run. It seems like what teams are doing is they're sagging off a little more on the play action stuff that the Packers are really dangerous with. So can they establish that run? Because then if they can, that makes the pony package that two back stuff. And that's even not even just two back. You think like one back and then with Amari in the backfield. Some of the stuff they can do there. I'm just really, I think it's going to be a lot of rhythm passing. Um, you know, a lot of quick, quick hitters, say Cobb, maybe Sammy Watkins, if Watson's in, some bubble stuff to him. And then instead of like looking for a shot, because a lot of their deep stuff last year came off of Devontae winning one on one with the line, hitting those slot fades, stuff like that. It's going to have to be dialed up. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting rhythm, set up the offense, bang, 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 and then hit a deep shot. Those dialed up shots, you're not just banking on those one on one matchups. So I'm, again, it's, I've talked a lot. And I apologize, but it's been all off season of thinking, what does this offense look without Devonte? And we finally get to see it. And I'm just, I'm just excited to see how it looks, man. We don't know how the Vikings defense is going to go. It's week one, but I'm, I'm hyped to see how this looks after months and months of, of wondering how it's going to look. Yeah, buddy, as much crap as I give you, you don't need to apologize for talking because <laughs> I always will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You drop some good knowledge and everybody needs to listen when you talk. So yeah, no need to apologize, but um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff we're all going to be looking for. Obviously, week one, don't really know what's going to be coming from the, the Vikings defense with a whole bunch of changes, uh, an aging Patrick Peterson, all that kind of stuff. Um, but what we're going to do, we actually need your help because we are trying to remember <laughs> if we, we do score predictions for every game and we kept track last year. And now we can't remember if Dusty actually paid off because he was the big loser last year. Mm-hmm. We don't remember if he actually paid it off. Nobody can actually think of anything he did. So uh, if you guys are listening and remember something Dusty did, please let us know. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll have to figure out a double punishment. For, he's got to do something. Um, so we'll do that. But we are going to do it again this year. We're going to run it back. We're going to do score predictions, and we'll need some help because I already suggested one punishment, and Dusty – uh, cried and and didn't think mm-hmm. he could eat a whole package of golden Oreos. So that yeah. was my first first one. So if you guys have any punishment ideas for score prediction loser, please let us know on Twitter. But let's start it off, Sarah. Uh, what do you think? What's how's this game going to go down? Yeah, I'm taking Packers twenty seven, Vikings twenty. I, I feel good about it. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be close. It'll be sloppy at times. It always is in week one, but Packers right after halftime, third quarter, I think they're going to come out strong. They're going to make some adjustments. 
they'll look good. Um, defense will do what they need to do. So that's it. Okay. Not going to get too complicated in week one. Yeah, and I think for me, so when we talked about this, we went through the schedule at some point during the offseason and we were calling different games and what they thought they were going to do. Um, I, I called the Packers as losing this game initially just because they the Vikings give them a tough time and it's week one and it's weirdness and it's in Minnesota and all that. I'm going to reverse course now that we're closer to the season. I'm going to say the Packers win. Um, I don't know. Let's give them 30. I'm going to give them 30. I'll give them 30-17. Uh, I don't know that the Vikings, I feel like they do have the firepower, but I feel like the defense is going to come out fired up because they've been hyping themselves up all offseason. I think the floor is going to come out. I think the offense does get bumpy down the road, but I think this first week, again, like I'm, I've been excited all offseason to watch it. I know they've heard the rumblings and they've heard the talk all offseason about this is no, there's no Devonte. What are they going to do? You know, now they don't have him. How's his offense going to look? I think Lafleur and Rogers is going to come out with a plan and just lay waste. I think the first drive is going to be an absolute thing of beauty. So I'm going to take, I'll take the Packers. Like I said, I'll take 30 to 17. I'm feeling real optimistic, feeling more optimistic now than I was apparently like a month ago. I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not annoyed at all. I'm going to show you guys. My score prediction and that it says 31 17. 31 17. I had it written down, and then Dusty's like, oh, I'm gonna give him 30. I'm gonna give him 30 17. But um I, I all I feel like is that the pat like Dusty kind of said, the offense is gonna be better than people think, and the defense is gonna be very good. But the way that this game lines up is that they're the Vikings are gonna be trying to throw the ball a lot more than normal. And they are just going right into the Packers' strength. And so I don't see a lot of points coming from Kirk Cousins and the Vikings' offense. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit wider than most people think. And uh, I'm taking a like maybe a defensive score out of here. And, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later maybe. I don't know. Are you, are don't you know. feeling a defensive score, Steve? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I am. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thirty-one seventeen. So uh, we'll we'll try to keep score again this year and come up with a punishment. And hopefully, somebody who actually loses will pay it off. We will see. But we ask for questions, and as always, you guys deliver. Um, we got a bunch. We didn't. We're not able to get to everything tonight, but uh, we got some good ones. So here we go. Let's start uh, with John. The first question. With how Ahmad looked in camp and preseason, how long of a leash does Crosby have this year? If the Packers were to have an hashtag Oreo, what fla- uh, team Oreo, what flavor would it be? Don't forget the Packers' colors are green and golden. So, uh, Dusty, let's start with you. Uh, are they? What's the leash like for Mason Crosby? Dude, Mason Crosby hasn't kicked all offseason. Was in a boot until like a week ago and then got the starting job. The leash for Mason Crosby is as long as Mason Crosby wants that leash to be unless he can't kick. Like I I he could he could miss he'd have to miss 10 kicks in a row. I feel like for there to be some kind of the, the rumblings of something happens. I just think they're they're so locked in, they're so tied to him at this point. It's a very long leash. Um for an Oreo yeah, I don't know, man. And there's some kind of like St. Patrick one, I guess. Uh, just, yeah, give me golden with some kind of like uh, just green, regular cream filling, I guess. Just just give me those colors uh, with a little stamp on it. Like they have the Game of Thrones stamp. Give me like the G stamp on the cookie. Not feeling particularly creative tonight, apparently. Okay. And for me, how long is Mason Crosby's leash? Yeah, I agree with Dusty. Pretty long. He's he's Mason freaking Crosby. Come on. he he <laughs> He knows what's up and... Clearly, the Packers love him. He's done well. And unless he's injured, I don't think it's going to be an issue. He's the guy unless he physically cannot perform. If he screws up a couple times, it's not going to be the end of Mason Crosby. Um, And if Packers were to have a team Oreo, um, I'm actually going to be a little creative on this. So we've talked about the Lady Gaga Oreo before, and it's actually, ink like they dyed the um the cookie so i'm gonna have my packers flavored oreo dyed green and then the inside just have the normal filling and then do the stamp logo like dusty's saying but that would be like in the yellow because i can't do the golden oreo i just can't do that 
and I, I don't care. Just fake it. Make it look like it, it's not that and we'll be okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Green Oreo, we'll see. We'll see. But you wouldn't go with the yellow frosting, like dyed yellow frosting then? To actually make it green and yellow? Can they do that? Yeah, they've got colored frosting. Like, they did I pink mean, they, frosting, the, yeah. Yeah, That's the, Neapolit- like the Neapolitan frosting. I wasn't thinking that they like could do it. Different... Then, I, then I changed to that. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, all right. So as far as a leash goes for Mason Crosby, this is the, the best metaphor I can have is I went out for a walk with one of my friends, and she was walking her dog down by the lake in, in uh, Milwaukee. And literally this dog is obsessed with going into the lake. And so she's got the extendable leash. And then on top of that, she ties a second leash onto that. So then he gets two leashes worth to go into the lake and go like swimming it. because he's so upset. That is how much leash Mason, Mason Crosby gets. He gets that much leash for him to just do whatever he needs to. Like he, he survived the 2012 season, man, like let's give the guy a little time. Like it's, it's there's no rush for him to um, like, he's going to be absolutely fine. And as far as Oreo, I'm going to go classic. I'm just going to go. The, the Packers are an OG team. I'm going with the OG Oreo with the G stamped on it. I think that's just simple classic, but it works for like it. the Packers. Next one, our good friend Aaron wants to know, which player do you think is going to outplay their pay grade on Sunday? Sarah, who you got? This is sort of a cheeky answer, but I guess it's just because of how his contract is set up right now, and that would be A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon's going to have a great day on Sunday. Obviously, he's on a rookie contract right now, so he's not taking up a lot um, on the payroll, but I think he's going to outplay you know, what he's quote-unquote worth, but it won't be shocking to us that fall. The Packers know him and know what he's capable of doing. I'm going to take um, – I'll go Sammy Watkins. And we actually – we had touched on it a little bit, not necessarily in this segment, but before we started talking, I think, Steve, your comment was um, the way Sammy Watkins works is he's going to have 200 yards uh, in week one and then, like, 50 yards the rest of the season. I, I feel like, you know, I that that's a bit much, but I do feel like we could see something like that, especially if Lazard's out. Watkins is, you know, not the only vet. Obviously, Cobb is there. But Watkins has got a little more speed than Cobb does. Roger's been talking about all offseason. I can see Watkins having a really good game. And he's he's making what base salary of a little over a million. Like they're just they're not paying him a ton, you know, for obvious yeah. reasons. Uh but yeah, I think I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Watkins turn in a really nice game this weekend. Okay. I went uh I went defensive side of the ball. My head went first to Rasul Douglas of he got a pay grade for sure, but I mean the way that he was playing the last half of the like the last half of the year when they signed when they got him off the practice squad from Arizona, man, like he earned every single dollar that he got, and he still like was playing above what he's getting paid right now. So if he throws a pick six off Kirk Cousins in there, yeah, he's worth more than that. And then the other one was uh, Rashawn Gary, just because he hasn't gotten that pay grade that pay bump yet. And so he's their number one pass rusher. If he gets to Kirk the way that he's been just destroying offensive linemen the last half year, year, like, yeah, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely over his pay grade. So I'm excited to see what those guys can do, but yeah, some good answers. Next one. Don wants to know, um, this is kind of something that I had in my mind. So we're going to combine this a little bit. One unexpected thing. Will Z do off the field? on the field and in the post game niceties what are you snacking on during a podcast and on game day so my question i had sent to you guys as well is if z gets a sack what's his shirt gonna say when he lifts it up so like there's something that's gonna happen like he's gonna do some sort of celebration he's gonna do something so i want to know what you kind of combine with dawn but like what's gonna happen from z this for the game dusty what about what are you thinking yeah, he obviously wants to needle him a little bit. So I had a couple different thoughts. Um, you know, one of them, and it took him 
I was rethinking this. It took him a couple of weeks to get there. I think this first season with the Packers, but he broke out after a sack. He broke, broke out the grave digger, obviously the Gilbert Brown signature move. He needed a little work. I think he did it twice and he was better the second time around, but I could see him going into Jared Allen had this really obnoxious uh, sack dance where it was this, uh, uh, basically roping cattle because he was a, a cowboy guy. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it a thousand times. So I think I could see Z breaking that out. And then he lifts up, you know, he's got a shirt and it's going to say something like the real MZP was my thought. And got the Z initial on so. there. He's, he's guy. He's going up against Aaron Rodgers, who's the MVP. So that's, that's kind of what I had in mind. He's obviously going to, he's going to, we haven't heard much. It's been quiet, but I do feel like he's, I mean, listen, he talks, he, he puts himself, he puts himself out there. He, he gets himself in with the fan base and we love Z in Green Bay. We know he's going to talk before. We know he's going to talk after. We know he's going to do some stuff on the field. Seems like it's all in good fun, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, what about, do you eat anything during a podcast or what do you snack on during game day? Nothing during a podcast. If I drink anything, it's water and bourbon. Um, Sure. You know, they kind of mix them, just go back and forth with them. Uh, no snacking uh, because that that seems bad. No one wants to hear me eating on, on a microphone. And then isn't that, like the uh, yeah. ASM, isn't that like the ASMR thing or something? Well, like yeah, that? that's that's the side hustle, Steve. I don't do that here. You got to pay for that, baby. <laughs> you don't give that away for free. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, uh, good to know. Good to yeah. uh, you gotta promote that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I can get throw my website out there. Um yeah, during game day, I mean we've talked about it a bunch. I mean, we usually get wings, get some pizza, something like that, kind of traditional food uh for for a game. That's that's basically about it. Yeah, and I'll I'll go backwards on this question. So agree. I don't think any of you would like to hear me chew um during the podcast. So I don't usually snack during the podcast. Sometimes um if we're planning and i know it's going to be a few minutes i'll eat a quick snack while we're doing that but once we hit record um no snacks and yeah i agree with dusty i was thinking that maybe i would order shake shack or something for the game this weekend but i'm also going to universal the night before and probably going to eat like absolute garbage um so maybe not maybe this or week one i'll i'll take a break and then week two i'll i'll really splurge um with the chicken tenders wings whatever it may be uh, what unexpected thing will Z do off the field and combine with Steve's question, um, what's going to be on his shirt if he gets a sack? Um, I think he'll have something dumb on his shirt, like I heart cheese or something that pokes fun at that. Um, but something unexpected that he might do, and it, it kind of plays into the sack narrative that you're talking about, Steve, is I think he might do the belt. And it could cause a lot of controversy. Is that, is that your you, answer? You're just stealing my damn answers? Like, what the hell, Sarah? You didn't say <laughs> that. We talked about this before. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Dusty, did I talk about this before? <laughs> I didn't hear it. I missed it. Oh, my God. I was God. reading the Devontae Adams story. <laughs> Literally, like that was my whole freaking answer was about cheese and doing the belt. I'm gonna do. I said I heart cheese. You said no. It'll be like eat cheese or something. (laughs) Oh yeah, but yeah, the 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 belt. Yeah, you're right. Um, That's good. That's when I was reading the Devontae Adams story. Okay, sorry, Steve. I'll give you that one. I was trying to see if there was anything of note, and there was. So, sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was good. That's high comedy right there is what that was. <laughs> All right. You can back me up, though, Dusty, right? Like, that was legitimately my answer that we talked about before <laughs> the show started. Yeah, no, I was going to throw you under the bus. But, no, absolutely. 100%, Steve. 100% correct. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only variation was my shirt said I hate cheese as opposed to I love cheese. And then it was going to be yeah, him doing this the belt and then lifting the shirt up. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I think we need to move on cuz I don't I don't know what else Sarah's going to try to steal from me this week. So um yeah. Next one, we've got uh from our good buddy Ama. He wants to know who scores the first TD for the Packers. How quickly does Quay make an impact play? I mean, Sarah, do you want to go ahead and give my answer for this one too? 
No, I'll let you go first this time. No, no, no. I want to hear it. Let's hear. Let's hear your original Packers. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> the worst part is that I did not hear you say that because I was reading the Devontae Adams story and I legitimately thought the same thing. <laughs> okay, I believe I believe you. Well, go ahead. Who's going to score the first Packers no, touchdown? No, I don't want to go first. Dusty, you go first. <laughs> Quay Walker. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, I want to go. Uh, I'll go AJ Dillon. Uh, like I said, I think I think they're going to get the passing game going. I think they're going to move up and down the field pretty well. And then uh, you know, punch it in with Dillon. Honestly, what I'd like to see is like AJ Dillon on an angle route uh, from like the six or something would be awesome. But I feel like they'll get down inside the five and just punch it in with Dillon. That feels uh, that feels somewhat poetic. I think for the first touchdown of the year. How quickly does Quay make an impact play? Um, I don't know. Pretty soon. I still, I've talked to us before. I, I still, I, I'm a little, I think, bullish on him overall during the season. I think he's going to be a little slow to get acclimated, you know, probably out of position a bit uh, just because that, that position is tough to learn. But I think he's going to make some splash plays early. I don't think he's always going to be in the right position. But, you know, first couple drives, for one of the first two drives, I could see him knifing through and making a really nice tackle on the backfield on a running back or something like that. Let's, I'll go, I'll go early maybe not often but i think he's going to make a make a really nice uh tackle for loss fairly early in the game okay sarah do you want to answer or should i go before you no you go first because i feel like no matter what i say you're gonna be like that was my answer (laughs) just to screw with me so (laughs) well legitimately you did steal my answer last one but um no i honestly first I know everybody will want me to say Quay Walker scores the first touchdown and that would be amazing. I would go, I would freak out, but um, honestly, I think it's going to be Cobb. I think it's going to be a nice play. And if Lazard is limited the way he is, like we know where Aaron Rodgers likes to go. Uh, so I think that that'll be the way, the way it goes. And then <clears throat> Quay Walker, like I, I completely agree with Dusty. Like there's going to be times he's not in the right spots. There's going to be times that, um, he, he still needs to learn how to be an NFL inside linebacker. However, in some weird way, kind of, I saw some highlights early of Randall Cobb's first game as a Packer. And if you remember, like that's, that's like the comparison that I see in my head of like, he wasn't, wasn't where he was supposed to be. And I like, I remember him talking about how he was going to get graded negatively for his, for his kick return for a touchdown. Cause he took it from 108 yards out from eight yards deep in the end zone, which they told him he should have kneeled for. And he wasn't in the right spot when he caught the touchdown pass. Like that's not the route he was, he should have run, but he's athletic enough at this point in his life that he can make up for those type of things. So I think that's very similar to what Quay Walker is going to be for a little bit in the, in the NFL where he's super athletic and can make up for maybe a couple of mental mistakes here and there. And so you are going to see some splash plays. You're going to see some mistakes. But overall, like I, I think he's a promising young player. And for me, I think it's going to be Aaron Jones. Um, and, you know, it, this is a safe answer, kind of similar to your thought process, Dusty, with um, A.J. Dillon. But I actually think it's going to be off a pass. I think they're going to do a little bootleg or something something tricky once they get into the red zone. And Aaron Jones will will leap into the end zone for six there. Um, and how quickly does Quay make an impact? Um, you know, agree with what you both said, but I'm going to get really specific. I'm going to say in the third quarter of this game that he's going to make a big splash play. And then I'll go on Twitter and see Steve just absolutely <laughs> going crazy, telling everybody that he's right and that this is the best thing that's ever happened to them. So. Well, to be fair, I didn't actually make the pick for the Packers, so I wouldn't be right. But, you know, I appreciate the thought behind it. All right, last question, guys. We've got one from our buddy, Matt Pickett. Uh, who would you predict has the most all-purpose yards for the Packers this week and why? And then food, what's your favorite weeknight meal and why? So, uh, Dusty, let's start with you. Man, I've, I've been driving this Amari hype train for far too long. I'm not letting the agenda die now. I'm going Amari Rogers' most all-purpose yards. I'm really tempted to go Aaron Jones, but I think Amari with the kick, kick slash punt returns, you get in yardage there. And pick those up. I think they're going to what they showed in the preseason. I think starting especially with the second preseason game was a lot of Amari in those two back sets, and then running some jet sweeps to him. So he's getting kind of touches in the jet motion stuff. And I think they're going to have to. 
what they did last year and would you have to like give the threat of some of that jet stuff or else at some point teams stop respecting it. So they ran a lot of that stuff early and often last year, and then it diminished as it went away, but you've already set the tendency. So I think he's going to get some gives on some of the jet sweep stuff. He gets the punt return yards. I think he gets a couple carries in the run game because unless they, I guess they may elevate someone from the practice squad, but right now they got two active running backs and catch a couple passes. So I don't think part of this goes with, I don't think anyone's going for, no one's no one's catching more than you know 60 yards unless you know sammy watkins goes off which is a possibility uh but i think it's going to be relatively low even across the board i just think amari they're going to give him opportunities some of that just as a way to set tendencies more than anything else so i'm going to give it i'm going to give it to amari and just i will be insufferable about it if i am correct on this because i've been <laughs> again driving this hype train since last year so hope that happens um favorite weeknight meal um i don't know man i've been cooking a lot more lately uh i'm a big fan of just like street taco night just give me like some like some pork tacos with some chopped jalapenos and onions and garlic and there and just all the stuff that goes along with that that's been kind of my my go-to that just makes me happy every time i make it do your kids eat that oh absolutely not no they get cheese they get cheese quesadillas steve (laughs) (laughs) hey those are good too they are i agree and for me i'm gonna go the easy answer and the same answer as the last question i'm gonna say aaron jones I really think they're going to use him a lot in this game. Obviously, if Lazard is limited, they're going to want to use him in the air and on the ground. And I feel like he just loves to clown the Vikings as well. You know, we have the sunglasses. Hopefully, they're back for a third straight year. The lights are too bright for you. That whole narrative. And I don't think Aaron Jones is one to forget things like that. I think he lets that fuel him, motivate him a little bit. Um, And I don't think he ended the season on a note that he would have liked to. And this is a great opportunity for him to come back and show that, hey, he's still legit and he still wants to be RB1 and is going to do a great job doing that. Um, And food favorite weeknight meal. Um, I've really been enjoying lately uh, spaghetti squash with like a meat sauce over it. Really good. Super easy. I meal prep it on Sundays, have it for a few days. Um, But I've been trying to eat healthier. It is healthy, but it also is delicious. Um, so that would be right now my favorite weeknight meal. And I'm going all in on the Sammy Watkins week one train. Uh, we'll go two hundy for for yardage, <laughs> and I think that'll be a couple. Especially if if Lazard is not ready to go full full blast, like that's the guy. I feel like they're going to send deep, and if Aaron Rodgers can hit him over an aging Patrick Peterson, yeah, man, like I. I You've seen it. You've seen Sammy Watkins do some crazy things, especially to open up the weeks with Patrick Mahomes. So, um, yeah, it really wouldn't shock me if he did something really crazy week one and then kind of fell off completely for the rest of the season. And then uh, favorite weeknight meal. Man, I will go hard for some gringo tacos, so some just ground beef tacos. But the twist is that what you do is you get the mini quesadilla uh, maker and you put the little street taco shells some meat some cheese in there and then put another taco shell on top and make little um little taco quesadillas like oof, the kids love them i love them like they they go they're pretty they go pretty hard and they're really really good so uh super easy to do and uh when yeah when a seven and a four-year-old love them like you know that's an easy <laughs> meal to go to so <laughs> guys that is it for the episode. We got all the way through. Sarah only stole one answer. So that's, I mean, that's a plus for us shaking her head, but she has to agree that she stole it. But let's start with you. Let's start with you on a finishing thought, Sarah. What do you have for us? Yeah, well, you stole my final thought because I was going to say sorry <laughs> for doing that. I genuinely feel bad. And I legitimately, I mean, like, we've done it a couple times to just mess with each other. Like, oh, we're going to steal Steve's answer to piss him off. This was actually a total accident. Wait, and you I, guys do that? No, we've never done that, Steve. I wouldn't worry about that. Forget she said <laughs> the stuff she just a, said. This is how you get me it. to be angry, man, yelling at the clouds. Yeah, I wouldn't you worry about the stuff she just bitches. said. Yeah, none of that's true. We've never had those conversations behind your back, Steve. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> but anyways... I've, I genuinely feel bad. I state my regret. Um, you know, I, I'll suspend <laughs> Steve's 
flicking us I off. I had an itch. I had an itch on my eyebrow. I don't know what you're talking about. I did not. But no, I'm genuinely off. sorry. I and I mean it. And <laughs> yeah, week one, I'm already down. I'm already down bad. Um, hopefully the Packers <laughs> win, so I'm at least not losing um, on the pr- game predictions each week. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm just excited. I'm excited that we're finally here. Um, you know, we, we do this for fun. There are so many other people that do this for fun. So this is a perfect time to follow any of your favorite writers, whether it be at Pack a Day Podcast or Game on Wisconsin or Cheesehead TV. There are so many amazing content creators out there um, that are working really hard behind the scenes and after hours of their day jobs to bring you content. And this is the best time of the year for it. So make sure, you know, show everyone some love and let's just have fun this season. Yeah. And for me, um, I didn't really write anything this week. I guess the, the one thing I will talk about, I don't know if you guys saw uh, yesterday as you're listening to this, I guess Matt Schneiderman put up a piece in the athletic about uh, AJ Dillon, uh, kind of AJ Dillon Jones connection. There was a similar article written. I feel like after uh, Jones and Williams kind of how they kind of helped each other find their place on the team and in town and all that stuff. But you kind of get the the sense of brothership between Jones and Dillon and that story by Schneiderman, the athletic now is, was really, really cool. I think they said uh, when Dillon was drafted, or, or after Williams left, they called them running back 1A and 1B, and now the floor just refers to them as 1A and 1A. Uh, but really cool article. Again, you get a really good sense of their personality uh, and kind of the friendship they have. So that was amazing. So if you've not read that, definitely do that. Um, we, we love Matt Schneidman, um, you know, but uh, but also that piece is really, really worth checking out. So do that. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I've, like I said, I've not really written anything. I may do a video before the start of the season. I might not. I have no idea. I'm just excited for the season to start. And, you know, the the, the grind kind of starts for me at that point and kind of getting into that week to week. But I'm really excited to see what this offense does uh, this year and excited to kind of get another year of, of covering the Packers over at Cheesehead and, and talking weekly here. It's going to be uh, it's it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. I'm excited about it. Yeah, very excited. Um, I don't really have too much else. I mean, I'm just excited to sit down and watch some some real NFL football for the first time in a long time and knowing that this is going to be going on until at least like February. So nonstop football until then. Like I think anybody who listens to this, all of us on this podcast, we all love football. And that's why we're doing this because it's something that we have a passion about. So a lot of fun to do this. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at uh, Dusty Evely, at Packaday Podcast, at Steve Perhatch. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you wow. guys. Wow. At Sarah. That's low. Just typing Sarah a message about that as we speak, Steve. <laughs> Fine. At Sarah Kelleher for, is, that, is four, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, make sure you follow Sarah as well. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening as always and coming up with questions, ideas, everything. We love all that. So keep keep it coming. We'll be back every single week, every single day of the NFL season and the offseason. But thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next week after a Packers victory. And as always, go Pack Go!